Hey, welcome to Speak LA, the podcast brought to you by Roman Media. Hey, Camille. Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm excited to talk to Farrah Bunch today. She's awesome. I know. Makeup artist on Will and Grace and Fuller House. and Extraordinaire makeup artist. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had to think of how to say that word. <laughs> that word? <laughs> it was, it was she, escaping you? She grew up in this, in I know. this kooky town. I know. It's going to be fun to hear all her stories. She's going to have some really good tips yeah. and inside information. Yeah. Tell me about you while we wait. What have you been doing? Well, um, I went to the King Tut exhibit. Oh, right. Yeah, the, the California Science yeah. Center. The yeah. California Science very, Center. Very, very smart and cultural. I know. You. I was really, yeah. I had it on my to-do list, uh-huh. and I made it the last night it was about to oh, close. Oh, okay. How was <laughs> so it? So I went to IMAX. It was incredible. Yeah. I feel a deep connection to Egypt. Really? Yes. Interesting. Like some sort of can't even imagine I don't know. why. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like in some lifetime I may have been uh-huh. in that world. Hopefully, uh-huh. a princess. Of a some princess, sort. an Egyptian <laughs> princess. <laughs> I think you were. But you want to know what the best part of the day, of, course. of the night was? Yeah. Um, as I actually had my first LA hot dog. Oh, yeah. First L.A. hot dog. Yeah, you dog. know how you go places and they have the hot dogs with the You've peppers. You've never eaten a the... hot dog in L.A.? No. No. Well, not First that kind in, of hot in dog. In 10 years. Where you're like in. Oh, like street. You're street meat. Street, street meat. Street uh-huh. vendor uh-huh. hot dog. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. I know. I thought you would really love that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the exhibit and it was it was like just delicious. It was wow. like the yummiest yeah. of the yummiest things yeah. you could have. It's uh, I sat amazing. on the corner. I had my hot dog. Yeah. You know, and then I went and I checked out the pharaohs and I pretended I was a princess. What a night. What a night. L.A. night. <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up in L.A.? I did. I'm a valley girl. Oh. 818. <laughs> what part of the valley did you grow up in? Uh, I started in Shadow Hills, which is kind of like a horse land. That's where Patrick Swayze lived uh-huh. with his ranch. And then we moved to Toluca Lake when I was in junior high school. So, yeah, Toluca Lake's very cool now. Uh-huh. It's it tray is. Tray cool. <laughs> tray cool. What was your first job in the industry? My first job in the industry, um, I was an extra. Ooh. Yes. Uh, my mom is a makeup artist, so... Yeah, so she had me on her little TV shows as a, as background. So, and then I was a PA. So I know all I know all the positions. How old were you when you had your first job as an extra? Uh, I think I, w- I believe I was sixteen, and I played a cheerleader on a on a little Nickelodeon show. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had to sum up LA in one word, what would it be? If I had to sum up L.A. in one word, I would say confused. <laughs> confused. Yes. It we, is confused. It, it's confusing when you arrive. It's a confusing when you It's live. confusing. Yeah. It doesn't know what it wants to be. There's these people. There's that. It's a it's a real melting pot. But, you know, people think it's going to be this land of glamour. Yeah. And it's really <laughs> not. There are a lot of glamorous parts. And then there's some sad parts. And yeah. then there's some groovy parts. So it's, I think it doesn't know what it wants to be. I love it. Oh, Confused. Yeah. Farah, we're so excited to have you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. on the show. <laughs> Makeup artist extraordinaire. And yes. uh, you work on so many shows and have worked on so many shows. We're so excited to get to hear about that and uh, and your experiences and kind of how you got started. Let's start there. Yeah. Right? Just tell Definitely. us how you got into makeup and 
um, you know, what that journey was like. Okay. Well, I am a nepotism child. That okay. is how most people get into the <laughs> yes, industry yes. in Los Angeles. True. Uh, my mother is a makeup artist. Um, a lot of shows, big shows such as uh, Married with Children, Who's oh. the Boss, oh, Designing wow. Women. So they called her the queen of sitcoms. Uh-huh. Multicams. So, you know, I was very lucky to get into that. My father also, he's a TV composer and a variety show producer. Wow. So he used to do the Dolly Parton show, and now he's doing the music for Dolly's new shows for Netflix. So I would sing on his jingles and things like that. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, and so I, I just had, just was on set my whole life. You were life. surrounded by you were it. In yeah. it. Yeah, I was in it. So I would visit my mom at Who's the Boss, and Alyssa Milano would drive me around in her Mercedes. Oh, that my God. So cool. <laughs> so that cool. is so cool. Oh, yeah, my best friend in high school was Punky Brewster, Soleil Moon Fry. Oh, my God. Wow. would take me to all these really cool things, and she's like, oh, we're going with this guy, Jared Leto. Do you know him from the Noxema commercials <laughs> to the beach? And then he he was on the rings working out for us. He, he loved himself very much then and now. So yeah, a ve- I had a very Hollywood upbringing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you like it? Did you like being in that? Oh, world I loved and Surrounded it. by it. And- oh, my friends. They thought I was so cool. Yeah. And then I would take my friends to set. And then I remember my mom got offered a nine hundred two one zero. The first, you know, wow. 9210. And I was furious with her because I couldn't understand why she would turn it down. I didn't understand the difference between single camera television and multi camera then, uh-huh. and that you never want to do single camera television. As a makeup artist. Yes, because it's horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrific hours. And mm-hmm. I couldn't understand. I just thought she was being selfish <laughs> because she was ruining my life because I could have been the coolest kid in school if my mom did 90210. Right. She was being selfish. Yeah. I thought, you're wow, you really don't care. I could be so popular right now. (laughs) Wow. What an inconsiderate thing to do. So inconsiderate. She cared about her life. She did not want to work 16 hours a day sitting outside. So tell people who are listening that might not know what you mean by that. So working on on a single camera versus a sitcom for makeup or wardrobe, too, right? It, it, why, why is that different? Well, um, I mean, for all crew members, basically, single camera shoots with one or two cameras and they have to go around the room and cover each angle. So, you know, there's the fourth wall that's Mm -hmm. put in. And so you literally have to go and get coverage on the one person and then you reverse reset up all the lights and shoot the other direction. So between every angle, there's like a 45 minute lighting setup. Right. And it takes forever. Right. And so you're there generally, I would say the average, a, a, a short day is 12 hours. A long day can be long. 16 to 18 hours. And mm-hmm. you come back and you do the next thing the next day. And then Monday morning, you're expected to usually be there between 4.30 and 5 a.m. And then you shoot until about 5 to 6 a.m. on a Friday night. So right. it's grueling grueling schedule you're outside you have no idea when you're going to be there or leave it's really really tough and on the crew and the actors Mm -hmm. if you're if you're number one on the call sheet as an actor it's extremely difficult because you have no life meaning if you're the star of the show exactly yeah so if you can get on a multi-camera sitcom there are a lot of actors that all of a sudden when they do multi-cam especially when they guest star on will and grace all the big famous actors they guest star on will and grace and they're going this is the life i want yeah. Right. This is the life I want. I want to come in at 9 or 10 a.m. and leave at 6. Yeah. And then we shoot our show nights with a live audience. So, you know, there's no – it's all – the lighting's preset. 
So you do it like a play and it's in front of a live audience and you pre-shoot for a day. So you put a bunch of you know scenes in the can so that show night goes faster in front of the audience. So that there's a little bit of playback of some right. of the scenes so that you're not shooting a whole entire hour. Will and Grace, we hardly ever do any pre-shoots unless it's deemed completely necessary because Jimmy Burroughs, our director, likes to do everything live for the audience to get their reactions. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting. It's exhilarating. And mm-hmm. it's just so much more fun. There's a DJ, you know, live audience, guests. It's like a party. Yeah. yeah. So it's really the ultimate life in terms of, for you know, an actor. I, I love that you're saying that because I do think that when you're beginning or when you're just starting out your career, you have this idea of this very glamorous lifestyle of the mm-hmm. actor. And you forget a little bit about what work-life balance would look like for you yeah. and what that would mean for you. You know, and I, I do. I think I think we've heard that from yeah. a few of our guests yeah. where it's like they start really looking at kind of the shows that they're doing or what they're doing or they were so excited for the show and then they got the show and then all of a sudden that was their entire life that they were mm-hmm. doing. They were working. Oh, imagine if you're, you're on Lost, you're thinking, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to be on Lost <laughs> And suddenly you're in the jungle and being bitten by everything and you're miserable <laughs> and you're just tired of being outside or, you yeah. know, night shoots that's yeah. always a big consideration. I'll, t- you know, if somebody calls me for a call, I'll be like, "Oh, night exterior, no, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, those things. Once you're in it for a while, you know what to look for, and it becomes less and less glamorous yeah. all the time. I love, I love that you're talking about schedule because you're right, Camille. That is something that I think none of us know when we first come out, mm-hmm. and that you're talking about the typical episodic or mm-hmm. hour long or sing- single camera, um, you know, as as it's called all of those things obviously um schedule and and the thing that you're talking about where you start at 5 30 a.m on monday and then end it um you know often 5 a.m on a saturday so i think for anybody listening you know that has a family or has you know just wants to have a life yeah, just wants to have a life <laughs> just like a normal that's person. a pretty so you basically if if that's your schedule you basically have you know from saturday whenever you get up <laughs> right until Sunday night when you have to go to bed early to prepare for your week. I mean, that's a that's like lawyer hours or worse. Right? No, it is worse. Yeah. I, I was part of an article that um, a producer of Curb Enthusiasm um, named Gavin Pallone, mm-hmm. he sure. wrote, and it was about the grueling hours in Los Angeles yeah. in the film industry. And he interviewed me for that. And uh, if anybody wants to read it, you can Google it. It's a pretty interesting article. I will. It's written. Gavin Pallone's amazing. Yeah, so, and he wrote yeah. it. I mean, we did this maybe seven years ago, and I'm still written from people around the world talking about that because people don't understand. It's like, we are not saving lives here. Yeah. <laughs> we are making television. Yet they put people's health at risk, yeah, and you lose yeah. your whole life. So it's really something to consider. Yeah. And going back full circle to your mom what a what yeah. a smarty pants she was right like yes she, yeah. well, she was one of the first female makeup artists to break into the industry yeah. and so she really got straight in she went from movies you know small movies and then she went into love connection remember what you yes. <laughs> yeah oh my God. and then she went started doing multicams and thought this is the life and now everyone wants to be she still works with me on will and grace she was retired wow. and came back out because she created the karen character makeup and uh, that is you know, a look. And so yeah. everyone said, we have to have you. You have to come back out of retirement. Oh, wow. So she's married to a, a, a director now. So she's doing quite well financially. So she didn't need the money. <laughs> but everyone said, you need to come back to work. And, you know, it's, it's good for her. She's amazingly talented. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. What, so did, did 
have you found that that's kind of been your direction as well then as a makeup artist? Like multi-cam. 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 That's all I want to do. Yeah. I literally said if I have to go back to single camera, I will learn to waitress or, <laughs> wow, you that's know, so yeah. Yeah, go to massage school or something. I, I don't know because I can't. I did seven years of single camera, so I know what it's like, and I can't I can't go back. Yeah, yeah. So, And for multi-cam, are you there? You're not there every day for multi-cam, are you, or are you? No, so you're just there as for the a last crew member, days. you want to have two days. Uh-huh. You want to have you want to have you shoot for two days. So the idea the Who idea is to have that? like we'll do Will and Grace Monday Tuesday, and then we'll do Man with the Plan or Fuller House on Thursday Friday. As an actor, they're there usually five days a week, or at Will and Grace they shoot four days a week because they're so good they only need four days of rehearsal, two days of rehearsal, and then they can shoot. Wow, is that right? On Will and Grace they do they do four days they do four days of rehearsal and mm-hmm. then shoot. So they have a wow. day off. They have three day weeks. It's amazing. No wow. two days. They learn of all of that in. They learn, learn all of that in two days of rehearsal. It's oh fascinating. They are extraordinary. So yeah, they're yeah, and so a lot tight. of film actors yeah. come on and they freak out because it's so much dialogue to learn and they're worried. Yeah. Because it's like a play. Yeah. And they only usually have two takes. Jimmy Bros only likes to do two takes. So it's like you have wow. to know your stuff. Wow. God. That's incredible. It's very cool. I mean, it's so cool, too, because it's they're such an ensemble. I mean, they're so, they work together in this way for such a long time that you oh, can Oh, yeah. You, you girls have got to come see a taping. Oh. Because you will be. We, we will be there. Okay. It's a real learning that. experience to see yeah. the best of the best. It's like the oh, Olympics yeah, of yeah. comedy acting. Yeah. So. So, speaking of the best of the best, because um, I, God, I have so many questions. I know, me too. Like, my mind's like, tick, 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 tick. Yeah. But, um. Because you, you get to watch so many different actors at so many different level, levels. Like, we interviewed Michael Campion, who you work with. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. love. And he's love. amazing. My best buddy. On Fuller House. Uh-huh. And he's younger. You uh-huh. know, he's a younger actor. And then you get to work with all these other actors on the different shows that are at different ages and levels in their career. Is there something that you see? Because I know you love him so much. Is there something special that you see about certain actors that really just pops out to you where you're just like this is somebody I would love to work with and and the reason why or this is just somebody that has something special and or this is why spark. this person is successful yeah well I would say success really comes I, I would you know I I've, I think I told you that my ex-boyfriend slash friend for now 14 years we dated briefly is Rami Malek mm-hmm. that just you know yeah. Oscar nominated Amazing for talent. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. Yeah. and I was with him from his very first job that's where I met wow. him um wow. Which up was until what? it was called The War at Home on Fox. That was his first series oh, regular. Oh, yeah. And my mom and I, I just saw that. right away that this kid is special. And uh, we knew the thing about him was first of all, you know, he has something, he's ethnically diverse mm-hmm. and he can play a million different things. He's also a weird guy, mm-hmm. you know, which gives him a leg up. But besides that, he worked so hard for everything. Even being young, when we'd all go to parties and we'd all hang out, we'd invite him. He's like, I can't. I have an audition. And he would lock himself up for two days. And I think that was a lot of difference. One of my friends asked me recently, they're like, Farrah, why do you think that Rami made it and I didn't? And I said, he worked harder. And I said, that's just the bottom line. He just would not stop. And he wouldn't take no for an answer. He's extremely charming. And warm and sweet to everybody and he's always prepared and he's just I mean I mean there are a lot of people that are like that and sometimes you're going to make it and sometimes you're not a lot of it is luck yeah and that is a sad sad 
depressing thing. You can be amazing and talented and it comes down to luck and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a depressing thing, but you should always be prepared. And when you go into work, knowing your lines is the most important thing. The crew appreciates it. The, your fellow cast members appreciate it. They get frustrated when you when you aren't prepared and you don't know your lines. Mm-hmm. And just I just think it's important to always – and also, let me say this, you, you want to – know what direction you want to go in in your career. A lot of times when you're first starting out, you don't get a lot of choices. But then as time goes on, you can choose. And if you save your money wisely and you live frugally, that's how Rami did it, was he chose, he made decisions that his agents didn't like at the time because they thought, oh, you're going to turn down this huge network job to take this HBO war documentary you know, series. And he was like, no, because this is the way I want to go. And we would always play, what does Johnny do? What would Johnny do? Because he loved Johnny Depp. Mm. And he would always choose the way how Johnny Depp would want to go. And what would Johnny do? That's so brilliant. Yeah. Like, pick your actor and then. What would they do? And my yeah. other friend, Jake, he's on Murphy Brown. He's amazing. We play uh, what yeah. would B-Pitt do because he loves Brad Pitt. So what would So we talk about, you know, what you want to take and what kind of direction you want to go. And it's important to to know where you want to be, you know, and not just take anything. I mean, in the beginning, you kind of have to. Yeah. You know what I love about that is that we all need mentors, mm-hmm. and some of us would love for Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp to be our mentor, but we, you know, don't necessarily have access. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you can still say, I mean, we all know them sort of as personas well enough to ask that question. You know, yeah. you you can still you can still pick the person. You know, whether it's you know for me. Uh, Oprah or Jessica yeah. Lange or, yeah. you know, like sort of my heroes, like yeah. I can I can still guess based on their careers what they would how they would make choices. So I love that. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. like making your own mentor kind of. Yeah. Following a path of somebody you admire. Yeah. I love that, too, because I think it's it goes beyond that exercise of being like, you know, um, there's like that kind of type thing where you're like, well, I'm kind of like this type of actor, so I could play this type. Of, that's not what it's about. It's what is that inner desire mm-hmm. that matches with that other person that has a similar drive and passion that you do. Totally, that, you, that, want you, might, that to you want your career to want your to look like and mm-hmm. feel like. It's and like you should be able like. to, as an actor, be a chameleon and play anything. I mean, look at Emma Stone in The Favorite, and she's all of a sudden got this British accent mm-hmm. and, a, and playing a mean character. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be. I think it's important as an actor to really, you know, have a variety of tricks in the bag mm-hmm. and be able to because that's what's going to give you longevity and is to be able to play different things and not be typecast in a certain way. And to me, being nice, you know, mm-hmm. look at Katherine Heigl. She's totally derailed her career by being difficult. Yeah. And, true. you know, yeah. playing the same type of character. And then it got old. Yeah. And she wasn't, you know, known for being friendly. I don't know her personally. I can't attest to that. Yeah, but that's the reputation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you see it in all the magazines. And generally, when it gets in all the magazines, yeah. it's true. Where yeah. there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And being sweet and being nice, people are going to want to help you out and give you your next job. You know, producers will want to hire you because they'll go, oh, they're lovely. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to be around them. So it's like be nice to your crew. Be nice to the PAs because they're going to be the directors one day. And just don't think too highly of yourself ever because that job can be <laughs> gone in a second and then you're nobody. Yeah. And then nobody liked you. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I do feel, and maybe this is true, I don't know, as a makeup artist, because I don't know that world at all, um, which is why I'm happy you're here. Yeah. But I do feel like if you want to pick a profession that will bring you to your knees constantly, it's acting. Acting. It's, it's going to make you look at yourself. It's going to make you learn how to be humble. It's going to, you know, it's yeah. it's going to make you grow and change as a person, which I think is a is a really great thing about yeah, the profession. It's lonely sometimes. It's lonely sometimes. Yeah. It's you're sometimes on a high. Sometimes you're on a low. Mm-hmm. You have to perfect your craft. You're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. Selling yourself is so difficult mm-hmm. because you're going in and going, look at me. I mean, it's. A little less horrible than modeling because at least it, you know, involves some personality and some yeah. thinking and stuff. But basically, if somebody tells you you're not good. But Rami had, you know, people, they said he's a horrible actor. There were several wow. casting agents that said he's a horrible actor. He's so weird. What's going on? And so it's just interesting that it's like, ha ha. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he, he had no doubt in his mind he was not a horrible actor and watch, you know, boom, bam. So, well, how awesome to hear about that confidence too. I mm-hmm. mean, we talk a lot about that. Like, how confidence do you? Is de- everything is an actor. Yeah. You have to believe in yourself. And in to to be an actor, I always think I've dated a lot of actors. All my act, all my friends are actors. There's a certain confidence that they exude, mm-hmm. and that's what makes an actor so great is because they are not self-conscious in order to act you have to let it all go right and you Mm -hmm. have to be free and sometimes that almost takes a little bit of like mental sometimes it makes them a little crazy Mm -hmm. you know people like saying i mean i don't know sean penn but he seems a little weird you know (laughs) but like you know sometimes you're giving away almost a piece of sanity in order to be able to dig deep because regular people can't do that they're too self-conscious to let themselves go and that lack of self-consciousness is what makes an actor great yeah. yeah, and I also think preparation, like you're talking about, like preparation. What he the more did, you know your lines, you're not searching. Yeah, you're not you're searching for anything. You, know? you feel, yeah, you're prepared. You take class, all kinds of different classes. Improv, so important. That's the yeah. most important class you could take. You know, so then you can think on your feet at all times and be ready and not feel awkward, not feel embarrassed. To me, improv is everything. But um, that's a that's a great piece of advice. Great. Yeah, and there are so many great improv places here yeah. in L.A. Oh, yeah. yeah, And it's fun. Growlings, UCB, yeah. you know, there's just, it's just, that's so important. I took an improv class just for myself because I do interviews yeah. at work for makeup. And I found that I stumbled less, that I used the word like yeah. less, <laughs> and that I generally I that felt more confident. <laughs> oh, it's so difficult. It was yeah. horrible. It was the most embarrassing, awkward thing I've ever done was improv class at Growlings. It ruined, it was, but... I'm a better person. But for once him. again, being brought down to your knees. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Feeling completely like. Helpless. I wanted to die. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. volunteer. I was yeah. at the back of the class. I was yeah. like, leave me alone. <laughs> and yeah. and it helped. So I, I'm going to take another one just to refresh, just yeah. to embarrass myself enough so that I'll never be embarrassed again. Yeah, that's why I took a Groundlings class years ago, too, when I was acting. I took a few. And I did it for that reason. I, f- I found that I was nervous in auditions all the time. And I thought, you know, if I can go do that and make a fool out of myself there mm-hmm. maybe I'll be less nervous in auditions and it it worked for sure if you're going and making a fool out of yourself in front of 30 people <laughs> yeah. every week you have nothing yeah. left you have nothing left and right. then if they want you to try something new on another take or something you're prepared yeah yeah you know yeah. to just give it you know yeah. all the improv actors I know are just wild they yeah. can just give it yeah I'd love to go back to something you said um earlier about Rami Malik 
when you said you were kind of listing his assets, I thought it was really interesting that you said, and he's he's got that kind of weird look, which I love that. He does, especially so- as a makeup artist, that 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 is that you're you know not like, and he's beautiful. Like I love that. That's the asset. I'd love you to talk about that. Well, yeah, I mean, having a strange, peculiar look yeah. obviously yeah. is an asset because. You don't look the same as everyone else. Right. And that is going to be, you know, a viable thing that you can use. But also, he's groovy. Yeah. Oh, he's, I mean, I think he's he's gorgeous. But but when I was dating him, all my friends, because I always date these cookie cutter, I mean, you know, guys that look like, you know, you know, when I was young, I really got a lot of really good looking guys. Yeah. But everyone said, (laughs) well, everyone said, you know, oh, why are you so crazy about him? I mean, he doesn't like, he's nothing like your type. And I was like, that guy's got something about him. for sure. And I'm telling you, he is sexy. So sexy. And look at him now. He's the face of Dior. Boom. (laughs) I should be a casting agent. But I love, I love for people listening that maybe think they're supposed to look like that stereotypical whatever, you know, and I think we all kind of feel that way about ourselves. Like, oh, if only I, you Oh, know, no, the more different you look, yeah. the better it is for you. Yeah. You know, and not pumping your face full of things. Yeah. And, you know, you need to take care of your skin. You know, this, yeah. this is where my makeup artist advice comes in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, take care of your skin, wash your face every night, especially if you're young. God, I wish I'd wash my face mm. more, you know, and lotioned and, you know, but, you know, just you, you don't want to do too much fillers or things like that because mm-hmm. that makes you look weird and, you know, mm-hmm. no one's going to want to hire you. You know, you want to look normal, especially when you do that indie indie kind of mm-hmm. films and things like that. You, you know, Ugh, love that. so, love yeah, embrace that. your differences because yeah. that's what's going to make you powerful. Yeah, we we uh, had Rob Zombie on the podcast and he was talking about how he interviews actors and he said, Almost always he's like, where's that? Where's the weird guy? Where's the guy with the mustache? Like he's like the things that stand out are the guys, the people that he not the ones that, you know, quote, look like everybody else. Yeah. So I love that kind of theme. And you can look like everybody else. Like say you're Laura Lenny or something. Mm -hmm. She looks completely normal like the Mm -hmm. woman next door. Right. But she is such a powerful actress that just gives of herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like you can be whoever you are, but you just need to be the best at your craft. Yeah. But you should never feel like you need to, you know, look more like Angelina Jolie or anything right. like that because it's actually harder to get cast. The more the better looking you are, the more difficult it is. I have a lot of gorgeous <laughs> friends. I love that. Then and they are not working because if you want to be a leading man or whatever, that's already taken by Bradley Cooper. Yeah. You know? Right. So having being side characters can you can make a great career out of that. I love that. And I I think it goes back to to that whole question like what would Johnny do what would Johnny do (laughs) or what would B Pitt do you know because because it takes it again it's not I'm going to look like Johnny Depp or look like Brad Pitt I don't need to instead it's like what is their essence that I enjoy about what they're doing and how do I want to model my career after the choices that they've made that are interesting to me because they're what I would want to be doing yeah that's a very different way to think about the the industry and approaching your career in it Definitely. I like that a lot. See? You're so great. I, I speak actor. I speak actor. You, speak, you do. But I, I like it, too, because it kind of goes back to what you were saying about L.A. being confusing, is that I think people have all these preconceived notions about what L.A. is and then also what the industry in L.A. is. Oh, yeah. They're two totally different things. The industry is a very, you know, is a very small part of L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much more to do. 
And I actually, I, I love LA. I love being, you know, in the industry. I hate the parts of Hollywood and the clubs. I won't go anywhere where there's a velvet rope or a list <laughs> or anything like that, or somebody won't let me in. If they won't let all my friends in, I don't want to go. Yeah. And that's a very LA native thing. We yeah. want nothing to do with your VIP lounge. Yeah. You know, we're very hippie ish almost in the sense that we, we, we reject any of that. We're cooler than that. <laughs> so, um, but another thing I wanted to cover too about, you know, makeup artist things as an actor. That we would appreciate. Yes, <laughs> yeah, tell if you us. want to talk about that. Yes, please. Yes. As a makeup artist, the number one thing I can just beg is please stay off your phones when we when <gasps> oh when that's we're doing your makeup. It is so rude. I mean, they sit yeah. there and they text. I have ones that just watch whole movies, and you know, I mean, they're so that's that's how selfish they are. They they sit there and they watch whole movies. I mean, it's one thing to have to answer text. I get it if something comes in. But to sit there and, you know, and you, I have to Snapchat myself and I have to do my Instagram live story. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. And we just, and it makes it, you know, it makes you sit in the chair. And then they go, am I done yet? You're like, well, if you would sit still and just hold your face forward, we could be done in 45 minutes. You wow. should, you know, the makeup should take 45 minutes. But they just want to be on their phones the whole time because they're more important than everyone else. And that's what it says to us. It's rude. I can't stand it. And uh, we would love if everyone would put their phone away. Wow. I mean, when you say that, it seems so... seems so obvious, obvious. right? <laughs> oh, but yet... just wait. As soon as they get a little power, they just think they're so cool and their lives are more important. I'd love to look at my phone instead of doing Working. your makeup. But you know what? This, we have a job to do. <laughs> and I have to work. get you out. That's right. Yeah. So just please be respectful and put your phone away. Yeah. You know, like Michael, he's the best. Michael Campion, as soon as, we're, we're such good friends as soon as he has his phone out. I'm like, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is our time. We're sharing. You and yeah. me. And then he's like, okay, Farrah. And he puts his phone away, you know, because he's a teenager. So they love their phones. Right. They want to marry their phones. Right. <laughs> But <laughs> he's so sweet. But he's such a That's sweetie. So he always listens to me. So yeah, I would. Uh, that would be my number one advice: is the makeup chair. Yeah. Besides keeping your skin clean and ready and prepped, is please put your phone. God, that's great advice. You know, that's just good advice for life. Like, I love the I love the supermarket lines that have the sign that says, please don't be on your phone while you're going through the supermarket line. Cause I, and I yeah. still see people doing it all the time. And I think those people are just standing there like there's robots going yeah. through yeah. their line. They just must feel like, I know. hello, is any can anybody see me standing yeah. here? It takes so, so much longer because you're not paying attention. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. That's, that's a great piece of advice and one that I think... Oh, and I have one more. Yes, let's hear it. <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. You really want to be careful with getting tattoos. If you're not a famous actor, it takes about uh, 45 minutes to cover your tattoos, which means your call time is going to be, if your call time was normally going to be 530 in the morning, you're going to now be at 430 in the morning. You're pushing the makeup team. You're pushing the AD teams, the security teams, the transpo teams, everybody's call time early because you needed to have that tattoo. You should be a chameleon. And your body is supposed to be something that, you know, you can morph into anything. And just because you think that tattoo looks really, really cool, you're going to <laughs> affect a lot of people with that. Yeah. So I would say avoid tattoos. Oh, my God. This is this has been amazing. I could sit here and talk to you all day. I'm sorry. No, I talk, I talk a lot. I love it. I love it. No tattoos. Get off your phone. Be prepared. Be nice. Be nice. It's I mean, not that hard. Yeah. Just be nice and say thank you yeah. and look people in the eye. Yeah. Don't be a weirdo. Yeah. God, this is this is 
been very enlightening yeah, for me. Vera, me thanks too. for being here. Wait, we want to end though with one last question if we could. We love to end with an LAism, which is a word that we made up, which is something that you have noticed, if you can think of anything um, that is unique to LA, something that that we only do here or we only think here or something like that. I would say everyone thinks that LA natives think that we're cooler than everyone else. <laughs> And it's true. We do think yeah. we're cooler than everyone else. We've been there, done that, and we are over it. Over it. Over it. We natives are pretty cool, though. Yeah, we're cool, say. man. We're we, yeah, we, there we're, is a swagger about LA natives. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not impressed. We're not impressed by your clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's a perfect LAism. Farah, thanks again so much for thanks being so here. Thanks so much. This, this was, was really, really fun. fun. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Thank love you. Having you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA the podcast. We know you have big actor dreams and we really want to help you. For more insider tips on the LA film and TV industry, go to ispeakla.com and subscribe today. And of course, look for us at all the regular places Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time.